0: Welcome to another Griffith University podcast. Thank you, Tony. So I'll be presenting some some information about poverty in Fiji. It's mostly data that I'll be presenting. Uh, Some of these information come from my thesis, which I recently submitted. Uh, I'm looking at trade liberalisation and poverty in Fiji. So some of the information comes from my thesis, and the rest is from uh, the recent uh, household income and expenditure survey. So uh, that's a, uh, a small map of Fiji for those of you haven't been to Fiji. But I guess, uh, you know, uh, I have a theory that if you ask uh, you collect three Australians and ask them if they've been to Fiji, at least one would have been to Fiji. You know? <laughs> so uh, there are four divisions in Fiji. You know, these divisions are mainly for administrative purposes. So we have the northern division uh, at the top of of. The, of the, the islands, and the western division is on the left. The central division is in the middle, and this is where the, the capital city is, and it's the most um, you know economically advanced uh, re- uh, division in Fiji. And then the eastern division is, is towards the, the right of central division. These are the mainly small islands, you know, subsistence households, you know, uh, not really a, a formal sector. And the western region is mostly uh, the, the sugar industry, tourism, and, and, uh, and other small agricultural uh, industries. So, uh, we know that around the world there has been a massive reduction in poverty. Well, I, uh, uh, India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, uh, Vietnam is another good example. 20% reduction in poverty in the last you know, 10-15 years. These are, these are huge numbers, although there is some debate about uh, what is the actual value due to changes in income, you know, changes in poverty measurement and so on. But still, you know, in a way, it tells, it shows us that poverty has, has, has decreased over time. But at the same time in Fiji, poverty has actually increased almost five-fold, you know, since 1970. Yeah, and uh, all this has happened while there has been a steady rise in human development index during the period 1980 to 2001 so you know in my opinion this presents an interesting you know poverty paradox so while you know uh, other indicators have actually improved and uh, if you take 2011 indicator which is 0.682 then fiji ranks uh, 100 uh, out of 200 or so so uh, you know it's almost halfway there but poverty rates are still very high and uh, the, the concept of poverty eradication is not, not new in Fiji. Not that, that, uh, that concept has been there since 1970. You know, every development plan of the government since 1970 has explicit policies aimed at reducing uh, poverty. But, of course, it, it seems that it, it hasn't uh, worked. So I'll present some poverty figures. Uh, and this is the incidence of poverty, the percentage of population in poverty, based on a particular Uh, income threshold so below the threshold all households are regarded as in poverty and and above the threshold the the houses are regarded as non-poor and we have rural poverty urban poverty and national poverty so 1977 15% of the houses were in poverty and 90 if you go further back 1970 only 7% of the houses were in poverty and then 1991 the rate has gone up the national poverty uh, 25% and the 2002-2003 Household Income and Expenditure Survey poverty rate is 35 uh, percent. So you know, compared to 1970, almost a five per, five-fold increase uh, in poverty. Now there is a word of caution here. You cannot strictly compare the, the 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 surveys of 77, 91, and 2002 and 2003 because the 2002 and 2003 is is, is regarded as the most comprehensive survey. And the methodology used is the latest methodology used by the World Bank. So you cannot strictly compare the 2002 and the 1991 survey, but still gives us uh, you know, a measurement of, of, of poverty. So it has gone up. The latest survey data is, is from 2008 and 2009. I'll show that later. Uh, so this is comparing the 2002 and 2008 and 2009 data. So rural poverty. Has actually gone up from 40% to 43%. Urban poverty has gone down in the in the in during the, the two periods from you know to around 27% to to below 20%, which is I think 17%. And national poverty rate has also gone shows a decrease from 35% uh, to 31%. So a decrease in four percentage points. But uh, we still see an increase. In the percentage of rural population uh, in, in in poverty, and which is which is uh, which is not a good indicator because you know, rural poverty was very high in 2002-2003, survey. and that shows that 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 percentage of population in poverty is actually national one, has gone down. national one has gone down by four percentage points. That is right. yeah. Uh, whereas the rural has gone, and the urban. Uh, Percentage point poverty has decreased as well. So the national poverty rate that has gone down is contributed mainly by the decrease in even uh, percentage uh, decrease in poverty. Uh, so the rural percent of uh, percentage incidence has gone up. Uh, incidence of poverty by division. These are based on the 2002 and 2008-2009. So uh, central division, which is where the, the capital city is based, Suva, and you know, the other centers. Seen a decrease in poverty. The eastern division, mainly the small, you know, outlying islands, has seen uh, poverty actually actually go up, right? And it's expected because the economy isn't growing. You know, it's mostly the informal sector, subsistence uh, farmers, fishermen. So you know, that area has seen an increase in poverty. You know, during those during that period there. Northern division in 2002-2003 at 52 or 53 percentage. Uh, poverty overall population so has seen a decrease which is a good sign. Uh, Western division a slight decrease in poverty and national poverty rate as saw as, uh, so earlier has gone down by 4 percentage points here. Yeah. Uh, Incidents of poverty by ethnicity as one of the, the key issues in Fiji is you know data is collected you know ethnicity wise so we have poverty data ethnicity wise as well so so uh, we have indigenous Fijians, which is IF, and non-indigenous Fijians, which is uh, the second uh, column there, and the, the others, and, and overall. So poverty, for all of those categories have, have uh, gone down, except for the others category. You know, uh, it's the, the, the Pacific Islanders and the Rotumans that, that are part of the, the population. The rate of poverty is actually uh, gone up. And the last one, of course, shows the national poverty rate, which is 35 down to, down to 31. So there's a slight decrease in, in national uh, poverty. And the Gini coefficient, which measures the income uh, distribution, the higher the value, the larger is the, is the, is the distance uh, within household incomes. So, uh, in 2002-2003, the Gini coefficient by population was uh, 0.442, and 2008-2009, it has increased to 0.44. So it has worsened, the income distribution by population actually worsened. And similarly, the Gini coefficient by households has also increased. So that also shows that the income distribution by households has also worsened during the the, the two uh, data collection periods. And ethnic shares of the poor, that is if you take the poor only, uh, you know what ethnic community and and how much uh, share in the poor. So indigenous Fijians in the 2002-2003 survey made up 55% of all the poor in Fiji. And the non-indigenous population made uh, consisted of 45% of of all the all the poor in Fiji. In the 2008-2009, the indigenous share of the poor has gone up to 60%, and the, the other non-indigenous population, the share has gone down to 40%. Now, one reason for this decrease in share is because of high migration rates of, of uh, non-indigenous, you know, Fijians. Is mostly the well of communities that are migrating. Uh, to, to other countries, particularly Australia and New Zealand. So uh, it's, the, it's the poor households who are still there. Right. So uh, that shows that uh, the poverty rate actually has gone down uh, for, the, for the non-Indigenous households. Whereas for Indigenous households, the percentage in, in popu- uh, population in poverty uh, has gone up. That is ethnic shares of the poor. And uh, this is very interesting, shares of total household uh, income compared between the two surveys, so wages P is, uh, you know, wages uh, which are earned by by individuals who are working permanently, they have a permanent job. Then we have wages casual, we have agricultural uh, business, commercial business, and subsistence, remittances from abroad are remittances a remittances uh, local sources and other incomes so this should add up to to 200 f- percent right so so if you take a household what proportion of the households income is coming from uh, individuals working uh, for wages permanently that is they have a permanent job all right so in the 2002 2003 survey the blue bars they show that you know 40 43 percent of of um, shares of total household income was from permanent wages Why well, that share has gone up in 2008-2009 and the share of wages contributing to total household income from from uh, casual has gone down by uh, two percentage points i mean that is expected in the during that period because the economy isn't doing well and the group that has taken the battering. Is the casual workers because the informal sector has been declining, so the percent of, of, of uh, shares of total household income coming from the from the you know the, the wages through, from casual workers is actually going down, and um, agricultural business share of total household income has also decreased, right, And uh, there is also uh, a very clear reason for that: the agricultural sector itself is in decline. If you look at the total shares of Loans from the from the banks going towards the agriculture sector that has also declined during that period, and uh, commercial businesses that is household income coming from commercial businesses that has also decreased. That's another indication of the, of the way economy is been performing. Subsistence, well, that is um, the household uh, income coming from uh, households own farming, from from uh, uh, planting it. Planting uh, vegetables and root crops. That share, you know, part of household income has, has gone down as well. And remittances from abroad, which actually increased from two percent in the 2002-3 survey to four percent in the 2008-2009 survey. So there has been a uh, increase, uh, 100, almost 100 percent increase in the percentage of remittances contributing to total household. Uh, household income and, and the last bar shows the, the source of uh, total household income from other uh, other sources and uh, percentage distribution of income sources by quantile so that one shows you know for for all households as a whole but this here shows for two quantiles so I've taken quantile 1 and quantile 5 now what is quantile 1 is the lowest 20% of the households and quantile 5 is the highest 20% of of the households' based on based on income so that Q5 the brown bar would be the 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 top end of the society in terms of income right the highest income end is in Fiji and the blue bar shows the lowest income ends and as expected the, the percentage contribution from from permanent wages is very low for quantile uh, one that is for for low income households lowest income households in in, in Fiji their contribution to total household income from uh, permanent wages is very low and is expected that the, the is almost 50, 60% of, of total income for high income men has come from those who are working permanently similar uh, situation with uh, casual wages and uh, agricultural uh, business kontra 1 uh, the, the low-income earners are more engaged in agricultural commercial agricultural business compared to the, the, the high-income earners or right, in terms of the percentage uh, of, of income contributed by commercial agricultural businesses and then commercial businesses uh, as expected these are the, 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 the you know more organized formal sector businesses and uh, subsistence the share of income coming from the subsistence sector is higher for for the low income earners and then low for the high income earners but the interesting most interesting uh, information out of that is remittances coming from abroad right so all the remi- out of all the remittances that is coming into fiji 67 percent of these remittances is going to the highest you know income households in fiji only around five percent of these remittances are going to the low income Households, the lowest income households and the rest are in between. I mean, there's a lot of talk about whether remittances can be the contributing factor in reducing poverty. This data shows, it might actually be be the case, most 67% is going to the high income earners. And a lot of people are also using time series data, for example, you know, total remittances received in 1980, you know, up till 2010, and they regress it with economic growth on the left hand side, you saw a positive relationship. But, you know whether that that economic growth is contributing to poverty reduction is another question, and a lot of uh, researchers have actually questioned whether economic growth uh, will have you know measured impact on, on on poverty and whether time series regressions can show that there is contribution of uh, you know these sort of variables on poverty. And the local remittances again, you know, local remittances coming from different parts of the country. Then again, the highest percentage is going to to the high-income earners, you know, very small percentage is going to the to the low-income earners. So these are some of the of the information from the from the two surveys. Mostly looking at the this particular slide compares the relation between the low-income households and the high-income households. Uh, now about uh, economic growth. Now, when we talk about poverty, an important question people ask is, what about economic growth? Because you know that's The best way that a country can you know uh, can uh, reduce poverty so uh, this is a percentage growth of real GDP from 1960 to 2010 so you can see 1997 negative growth of more than uh, 2% 2000 that's when we had the, the coup again negative growth of almost 2% 2007 we had the coup 2006 coup in December of 2006, and so the, the 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 impact was felt in 2007 again negative growth. 2009 negative growth. 2010 negative growth. Right, so it is one of the contributing factors uh, to the to the high rates of poverty during this year. So if we if we take three steps forward, you know, in the future we're gonna take one or two steps back. You know, so we're sort of you know at the, at the the same place and. That's one of the of the of the things that's contributing to to, to to poverty. But there are other impacts of this low growth as well. Or, or, or the cause is that you know a lot of people migrate. It then has an impact on, on future productivity levels. You know, qualified people leave, uh, and, and so on. So some concluding remarks and some some policy implications uh, at the microeconomic level. You know, if you look at the, what I did one of the chapters in my thesis, I, I, I looked at the, the 5,000 households from each of the surveys and I looked at some correlates of household poverty uh, that is at, at the household level. What could be the factors that are related to, 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 to household poverty? So the findings as the one factor that's contributing to household welfare and poverty is household size. That is larger households tend to be more in poverty and uh, location is another important factor. Rural households, if you are a rural household, you have a greater probability of being in poverty compared to to urban household. One reason is lack of employment opportunities and uh, uh, particularly lack of uh, opportunities in the formal sector. And a reliable source of uh, continuous income in rural areas is another problem. Uh, The other evidence that I get from the the microeconomic regressions is uh, divisions. If you live in northern division, there is a greater probability of the household being in poverty. And one problem is is in in the northern division, lack of employment opportunities. Because of that huge migration of households and their families to the central division. Expiry of leases as well in the northern division. You know, sugarcane farms are left idle. uh, And that has an impact on other sectors uh, of the the economy as well. because the agriculture sector is not doing well. And that has an impact on other sectors. So geographical targeting uh, is is also uh, might also be a good idea. So the government realizes that it has policies. You know, for example, look north policy, where if you invest in the northern division, you get you know tax breaks and and, and so on. So uh, that could be one one effective way to target uh, poverty. Uh, some macroeconomic factors. These are important as well. Uh, economic growth, of course, in long term, it's, it's one of the you know, best ways to, to reduce poverty, uh, but alongside economic growth, we also need you know, good quality political institutions. That's one of the factors that we have been lacking since 1970, and because we don't have good quality political institutions, uh, you know, we don't have institutions to manage conflict, we have had military coups, you know, civilian coups which contribute to political instability, which then have create other social problems, you know, high rates of migration, domestic violence, and, 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 and other issues. The other factor which I, which I think is also important and which I'm, which I'm talking about in one of the papers is the issue of property rights. Why the, we also have to look at the, the, the issue of land ownership, for example. I mean, it hasn't served as well you know, in the last 30 or 40 years. It has also been one of the reasons for, for, for the two out of the three coups that we have had. But what we need to look at is whether the system is appropriate in, in this you know, modern changing world and whether we could do something about it because, you know, although you may have a lot of investment uh, initiatives, but the supply side constraints are very important, you know, in Fiji. So, you know, although the recent government has said, in you know, the eastern side, because of high poverty rate, will give invest- tax breaks on investment in the agricultural sector, dairy sector. A huge tax break. But the problem is the supply side constraints. I mean, nobody would want to invest if you don't get a long term, you know, lease. You know, nobody would want to invest huge sums of... Many in a dairy f- industry if you don't get a, you know, say 99-year lease. 30-year so lease is certainly not good enough for a lot of investors. So we'll have to look at uh, that issue. It's well, always a very sensitive issue, but, you know, we've got to talk about it, you know, sometime. And the other factor, which is mainly from my, from my thesis, is trade reforms. I mean, although the tariff structure has been streamlined, we still have high tariffs, you know, on average, you know, 15% uh, tariff rates, and that my research shows that if you reduce that it can have a significant impact on household welfare uh, and uh, and poverty. All right so that's all and uh, thank you very much for coming and, and listening. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> for more Griffith University podcasts go to www.griffith.edu.au/podcasts.